0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. So you work out a lot? I would say a pretty good amount. Yep. How many times you like you work out? You like? I might die today. <laughs> like I might have a heart attack right uh, now. Cool, you got some of those?
1: That's more during fight camp than it is yeah. straight up working out. Yeah.
2: There's at least once a week that I feel that. This
0: is not a humble brag about it's working feel out. That. Sounds, sounds like that. Today, bit. I wish I, I didn't. Well, did, do you have like a heart rate monitor? What was the heart rate up to? Nah, I, did, I don't have that. Uh, Set the game up, Brent. But it was probably up to
2: a lot. It, you know, actually, Like I was having a hard those... time
0: getting it down. I really was. I was like, yeah. this, this might not end well today at the... Uh, at I've this noticed workout.
2: My heart rate will drop like really quickly after. Like it'll go and, like pretty, it recovers pretty quick.
0: That's good. It but, means you're in shape.
2: But I've also noticed like it'll pop really high and I'll, or I'll think it's really high and I'll look and it's like 120 and oh, I'll like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, it'll, it'll, Yeah, for
0: sure. <laughs> Two for or sure. three cups of coffee beforehand probably doesn't help. Oh. Not going to be the best. I mean, it's good
1: for a little caffeine fix and gets a little energy, but yeah, too much coffee, I feel like, it can raise that heart rate up a little bit.
0: We, yeah. Uh, so I was there today, man. I was like, this was. This was a good workout, there and go. um, it, like I haven't, uh, we've been working out a little bit, not great, especially for, you know the last month and a half, not mm. as good as I was, and but a lot of it, it's more been like, uh, you know, it, you know, just weight stuff mostly, um, so a little less cardio. Okay, haven't even been walking as much, mm, right? Yeah, we're walking a bunch in the pandemic, absolutely. And so today we we do this workout. It's 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 definitely more cardio. Uh, but it's got a little bit of everything in it. And, uh, oof, it just kicked my butt, man. I was telling, I was like, I told Steph after, I said, it shows you how out of shape I am in right now. <laughs> but 'cause cause that doesn't happen to me very often. Like, I'm okay. in halfway decent shape, you yeah. know, I mean, I, 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 I yeah, I mean, halfway decent shape. Like, I don't really Flex. get like this very often. There's been a couple of times where I'm like, whoa, yeah. get that heart rate down a little bit, right? Sure, sure. It starts like, Am I, should I like take a seat here? Should I do something? <laughs> like you really start wondering to yourself. Yeah. And so I said, thereafter, after I said, uh, shows you how out of shape I am, mm. but uh, let it be known that I don't need to be in that kind of shape that I need to do that kind of workout. Like I'm so, kind of in the middle. Like I don't want to be in that kind of shape. Like, yeah, I'm what, not are, trying to are, what are run you training for, man? I'm not trying to be in a cage the fight. Apocalypse coming up. What are you, what no. are you training this hard no. for?
2: So I right, don't. Then. Yeah, you like, don't. I don't want to. Like, yeah.
0: I, there's there's nothing that says, "Hey, man, you got to push the limit today, baby." Yeah. so no. I just want to stay in halfway decent shape. You know, go get a workout in. I don't need to. Right? I am not training for anything. Yeah. So um, I thought about this last night a little bit. I'm thinking about starting a new
1: initiative. So do you know, like the whole No shave November kind of thing? Yeah. I say, and depending on my schedule, You've we. You've done that well, by the way, for a while. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, it's pretty much my, my whole life now, yes. But I, I say, you and I, and we, we make this a, th- uh, you know, oh, ESPN boy. 690 we thing, we establish a no sweat November. Zero working out. Zero strenuous activity, and we take the whole month of November (laughs) off, and we just hang out, man, and we just relax, and then we reset for December, and then go on our way to January. Really? Yeah. No, not really, but we should do it. Let's do it. The
2: problem is with that is like because November you got Thanksgiving, and then December you got Christmas, so it's gonna
1: no sweat. No sweat November. Wait, you got, you got a turkey got to burn off? No sweat November, man. You're good. Watch some more football. Chill what do you, out. This what do is like
0: r- right now telling people not to vote, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, Whoa. This is like, Whoa. it's like, hey, Whoa. vote, vote, vote. Don't vote. No. Hey, work out, work out, work no. out. No, don't. Don't, vote. Just, don't work out. Just get hey. fat.
1: First of all, don't ever compare it to not voting. Like, there's a level of importance. Like Yeah, staying in shape is obviously important, and sweating is important. I'm just saying let's all take the month of November off. Let's recalibrate. Let's come back in December feeling refreshed, feeling ready to go. And by the time January hits, we hit the ground running.
2: The problem we have down here is it does have to be in the winter months because in the summer we don't have an option. We're going to sweat regardless. Yeah. Yeah, last year I did. So no sweat
0: November. Yeah. I just want to tell Phil at Training for Warriors I might not come back, so I might take no sweat. October into November. (laughs) Do what you got to do, man. Uh, And, you know, last year in November, I believe, I went to the no sugar November. Yeah. I think it was November. It was the month. It was really good, too. No sugar November. And I've I've actually kind of inserted that a little bit, not like super hardcore, but tried to lose Mm -hmm. some of the sugar um, or at least get it down. So Mm -hmm. that was good. But can you do that? Can you afford to no sweat November it? I mean, when I mean, when I, are you going to train again? No,
1: I mean, I, I probably can't do that. You're obviously, you take a month
0: off from training. No, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to like really
1: participate in it. I'm just oh. saying it's going to be a thing where I get notoriety. You just want. <laughs> Yeah, I'm it's not part of the it. brand. It's for the brand. It's for the brand, but not living the brand. It's, it's for the brand. Yeah, I don't have to live every part of my brand. Everybody, <laughs> it's
2: like social media. You know, you put out a post. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I'm in the bees, but not every single day. There's other stuff about <laughs> yes. me. So everybody relax. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Honest,
2: yeah. honest question
1: though. <laughs> Can you <laughs> go ahead, Cousin? I gotta say, so you
2: no, 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 because you had mentioned zombie apocalypse when you were joking with Brett. Have you ever used too. that as an actual motivation to get through a workout? Because I definitely have numerous times.
1: See, I think with the zombie apocalypse, it's going to be my cunning more than my actual my physical strength that's mm. going to come through. My smarts, my my on-the-fly thinking, that's going to save me and my family <laughs> over maybe Brent's family or your family. It just definitely saying.
0: won't be mine. It's, it's cutthroat. I'm just saying it's cutthroat. <laughs> it right? won't be my smart. I'm not saving any family. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm on my own. So, no, nope. Not even that. Uh, probably not even my own.
1: So now, get back to Kuz's point of like, what would I like, you know, push it and everything with No Sweat November? Absolutely. But here's what I would do. I'd be like, hey, guys, everybody just take a nice deep breath today. Maybe do a little light yoga, but obviously I'm not going to sweat go. through it. And then I'm eating donuts and everything. And as soon as the camera turns off, I puke those donuts back up. I drink a protein shake and I go do my thing. Right. <laughs> so it's all a facade. But once
0: again, I, I think No Sweat November could take off. <laughs> I think you're right. I yeah. mean, that could be. On. I bet. <laughs> Let's get lazy. <laughs> Tell you this, you'll have a hell of a lot more people sign up for right? No Sweat November yeah. than you will for No Sugar November. That's what I'm saying. So let's go, man. Let's treat ourselves. <laughs> no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, can we turn that into money here on the station? That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Go and <ahead>, trademark that. <laughs> we probably yeah, add another T-shirt. Yeah. If they allow us to sell T-shirts, uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's fantastic. I will say, uh, you you guys just were bringing up the uh, apocalypse and all that stuff. I was reading an article today. Mm. See, and I don't get caught up in this like I really I, I've said this before. I don't get caught up in like the politics or whatever, but somebody had clicked on in a, or there was an article on Twitter and somebody said, you know, something about it. And so I kind of started clicking it, and then I read it and I was like, it's like, oh, my gosh, there's so much that I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh. just, I live in a bubble. And i and i don't want to know this stu- that yeah. stuff like i understand like we should know stuff and by the way this had nothing to do with like republican democrat even oh i guess it does have a little bit to do with it, it everything does yeah it. everything I, does yeah you don't I have i mean what coffee you drink probably you has to do lie. with that right yeah man
1: so, where you getting this Was that starbucks yeah i don't, yeah, I don't know is no, is or that, democrat, democrat. so let starbucks you getting that from
0: <laughs> uh, easy now bro i have no idea everything easy we do now. but so this this was i mean this was like hardcore stuff it was in and just like this underbelly of our country. All right? sure. I'm not even going to get into specifically what it was. But uh, I was just like, my gosh, this is like, no wonder why people are like off the walls. Mm-hmm. Like murder, why there's the chaos and stuff going on, because if you read this like every day yeah. and people read this every day, like we talk sports every day yeah. and like people do weather every day. Oh, no, people are people obsessed. work out every day. They're obsessed with this stuff. And like if you read like it does kind of bring you into it. I mean, you're like, all right, I'm going to get I, w- I went all the way through the article because yeah. I was kind of like. Now, be honest.
1: When you read that article, how fast did you want to share it on Facebook? Nah, no, no, mm, no, no. Brent. No. no. So then did
0: you really read it? <laughs> Is it a really <laughs> it was, good article? It was, You're not going to share no, it on I Facebook? Say, I'm not sure it was a good article. Okay. I just said it was something that I'm like... Well, I don't live in this world, you know? <laughs> I got you. I just I don't you. live in that world. like, yeah. uh, And and so many people do now. Um, see? It's just, it's just wild. It's it's wild, like, our world. Like, and then I started, then what happens is, right, you start thinking of what Kuz and I have talked about with social dilemma, right? Mm-hmm. And then you start thinking about, like, your kids and what they're dealing with. Then you start thinking about all this stuff. And now you see, like, to me, it was more like, hey, nah, nah. I don't know why people are overreacting. Like, you can certainly buy into this stuff and, like, start going off the deep end in, in a hurry. And that. I mean, in a lot of respects, a lot of people believe right now our country is kind of that, right? Yeah, I mean, no, one for way sure. or another. So, um, it's just amazing some of the origin of it.
1: Well, no, and, and without a doubt, and then, like, that's why I talk sports, I kinda, folks. Exactly, and that's why I talk sports too. And listen, like, I'm kind of under the same philosophies of you, where like we're, I mean, I'm into it, but I don't like make it a part of my everyday life. I think it's important, obviously, right? Because, um, at the end of the day, like, it's shaping the future for for my family and for my son and things like that. But like, I'm kind of like, so say like. The Republicans and Democrats—it's like a giant bar fight, right? Because uh, let's be honest—if you've been on social media, I mean, it's back and forth, right? And I'm just the guy that, like, I watch it and I see it and I educate myself. But I'm like the old guy at the bar that's just like, "Could you kids just be quiet a little bit while I finish <laughs> Give me my beer?" Scotch. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, all right, here that, we go. From there, that's a great, well,
0: that's a you know, great way to I'm be. I'm still there. Like, yeah, I, I think that's a great way to be. I, I really do. Like, I, I think the. Almost the living in, in your own little world mm-hmm. and not getting caught up in everybody else's world yeah. on this is really the smart way to be. And a lot of different topics, by the way, too. Not just uh, politics. But not just politics, but yeah. a lot of different topics is, well, for me, it's a better way. Maybe it's not for everybody, but for yeah. me, it's a better way uh to to be because I, I, I got too much going on. I feel like I do. At least I don't want that going on in my head. I hear you. <laughs> I mean, I'm a thinker. I hear so you. if I if I start getting that in my head. Yeah. I don't want it. Exactly. I don't want it. So, uh, hey, what a wild, uh, interesting start. <laughs> Workouts, coffee, no sweat November. What apocalypse. What Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, hey. Apocalypse. In one way or another, the apocalypse. Don't <laughs> run to the polls, walk. No sweat November. <laughs> yes, very good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> very good. Take Get it easy. It off to a good start. Take it easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, we wish we could change a lot, but we can't. We're just talking sports here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. But we do wish we could change the Jags defense. Mm hmm. And so I'm watching again. I, I have these takeaways now, you know, watching yeah. these games. It's it's really a wild position because I'm not traveling with the Jacks. And so I think when you do that, I, I'm getting this kind of different view, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you go to the home games, but still, you're not kind of wrapped up in the things that I've been wrapped up in the last 20 years in this business uh, covering a football game especially the last 12 years and so you kind of get this different view and so as i watch all these other games going on or watching the scores a little bit more seeing if i win my fantasy league which i haven't done in a long time but now i'm doing <laughs> um heck if i start gambling on this stuff then you know I'm, I'm, i'll be off the <laughs> rails but uh the it, it just it, it gets us back to like last week we talked defense does defense even exist anymore right well the jags defense looks unfixable it really does, and you have a couple of defenses. New England obviously looked good, did a good job yesterday against Kansas City. Indianapolis defense ranks first uh, in every category in uh, in the NFL right now. But here in Jacksonville, there's this scheme that's been here now since 2013, and. The principle of the scheme has passed from Gus Bradley to uh, Todd Wash, and it's by the way not the only scheme. It, it's not the only one of its kind. It exists to a degree in Atlanta. It, it, it exists in Seattle. It exists in uh, L.A. It exists in San Francisco. Uh, probably exists in some other places I'm missing. Mm-hmm. But it's existed, you know, in the, for the last decade. Mm-hmm. This kind of scheme, and it's making me wonder on Sunday, is the scheme dead? Yeah. You know, is is the scheme, has it run its course? Everything has a timetable on it, right? I mean, look, offenses are doing what they're doing. They They are adopting the college way. They got stubborn for a long time, but they are adopting the college way because, well, you can make the quarterbacks better. They understand it better. And quite frankly, the defenses can't stop it mm-hmm. uh, right now. So my big question today, and you're a good guy to ask this to because you've played in the scheme, but you've also played in other schemes, mm-hmm. and uh, is this a dead scheme? Uh, you know, is that Gus Bradley Seattle scheme that so many people branched into a dead scheme? And I think there are arguments for and against. Uh, and uh, does it come to, down to scheme or players or coaching? Um, is that a part of it here in Jacksonville more specifically? So we're going to talk about that. Let's get into it uh, right away. I want to get your thoughts. Give mm-hmm. you a little bit of a homework assignment on this. Yeah, you do. So I want to get your thoughts on on. The, this scheme that they're running, which has come under fire by the fans so many times over the last uh, five, six, seven years, and now the defensive coordinator who has come under fire for the last two, three, four years here in Jacksonville, uh, doesn't fit anymore, even in the NFL. Forget about just in Jacksonville. Let's go there when we come back. Action Sports Jackson, on ESPN 690. What do you think of the Jags defense? What do you think of this scheme? Are other te- people doing it better? Is it just a personnel thing? Jump in on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. You can also jump in on nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one star star six ninety. Always invited to the party. Jason Fitz will join us at four o'clock. Got to get a take or two on the NBA because do we have a series? Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs full throttle here today. There's four games, so we'll keep you posted on what's going on. That includes the Braves and the Marlins. All on the way on ESPN six ninety here on a Tuesday. Brent Martino. Never heard of what happened in Iowa yesterday, and I don't even know how to pronounce the name of it. Derecho. Austin Lane. Iowa
1: State Cyclones. You should call them the Derechos. You can shorten it up, call them the Chows. Why not, man?
3: (laughs) I'm into it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
4: You know, it's, it's tough. I mean, we've got to be able to make some plays. We've got to be able to coach them, you know, and and, and get guys better so they can win more of the one-on-one thing, situations that we have. Um, it really, It's really on all of us because I can't ask for more from uh, the players and coaches because, you know, it's not, a, like I said, it's not from a lack of effort or like trying. It's from a lack of, you know, whether we execute. You know, today we were in position sometimes and they just, they just made the plays.
0: There's this jockeying I go back and forth through listening to Doug Marone where he's, you know, hey, we should do more. We've got to do more. We've kind of got young players. They've got to do more. But then there's also this, like, undertone of, yeah, we don't have good enough players. You know, and I I, I remember that from, like, Jack Del Rio. Del Rio was basically on his way out. He essentially said without saying, we don't have good enough players. There's just not enough talent here. And in hindsight, Jack was right. Right? I mean, the way that all shook out at the end of the day, didn't have enough. I mean, not say he didn't have any, but he didn't have enough. And right now you could make the case for the Jacks. Do they have enough talent on the defensive side of the football? going to get into the scheme here in a bit because uh, I my curiosity coming out of the weekend, and not just the weekend, but again, it, it it hit home again, and I'll tell you why it did in just a bit. But is this scheme dead? Has it run its course? Has the NFL caught up to it and, and seen it enough, and it, it's just not getting the job done. I want to get your thoughts especially on it. Uh, We're also going to get Tony's thoughts on it right now because he calls in uh, to Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Thanks for hanging around, Tony. What's up, man?
3: Not much, man. Tony from Tampa, man. And, you know, I've been enjoying y'all for the past couple weeks now, man. Uh, Y'all been great, Brent and Austin. Thank you. Um, Thank you, man. No problem. But to answer your question, I think it's the players. If we go back, like, the 2016 They were like a top 5 to 10 defense in 2016. Even though we had a losing record, they were still top 5, top 10. 2017, of course. Some say we were the top defense. You know, I'll give us top 2. Us us in Pittsburgh, I guess. 2018, still was a top 10 defense. 2019 is when the wheels fell off with injuries. So I I really do feel that it's not the scheme. I know everybody's quick... The change the scheme to 3-4, you know, and all of this crap. It's the players. We don't have the horses to run this defense. I'll take your the answers off the call.
0: Thanks, uh, Tony. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening. Thanks, from Tampa, from Tampa. By the way, hey, put Tampa down on the roll call list. Hey. There you go. We hey, had call. a chance to be a Bucks face, and said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go on with the Jaguars. By the way, yeah. roll call always happens on the show. Tell us where you're listening from, what city in, in Florida, what state, uh, what country. Uh, and we're going to check as many boxes as we can. We're keeping a
2: tally. Uh, I want more people to have their names with the same letter of where they're calling from, like Jessica from Jacksonville, <laughs> Tony from Tampa. Like. <laughs> a,
0: makes it a little easier a little for you yeah. as
2: you're keeping track. Yeah, uh, Listen,
0: I, there's not a lot I disagree with with Tony there because I do, I've do, i always said it's a player's league. I, mm. I believe it is. I, I think there's a lot of coaches that know coaching. And you don't get here by not knowing coaching. Sure, there's some great coaches. There's Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, right? I think right now Kyle Shanahan's really good mm. offensively. I think Matt LaFleur's proven he's pretty good, although he does have one of the greats of all time playing quarterback, and you never know which is which. Uh, and I do think McVay's good. But honestly, I said this the other night in the, the sports office down in TV land. I think Shanahan's passed by McVay. I, I, I think he's a, a better offensive mind. What he does sometimes with less uh in his offense, to me, impresses me more. So... And we could battle that and debate that but i do think there are some really really good coaches and just like anything right there's levels of players and there are probably levels of coaches but i think these guys know football you know they put a lot of work in. they know they know their stuff i, I think what we do all of a sudden that we say a guy doesn't win he's a terrible coach bill o'brien is an awful coach he's terrible no he's really just a bad gm he's proven mm-hmm. that he's probably a pretty good coach i mean he yeah. did. he did a lot of good things at penn state did a lot of good things Uh, with New England, and you know what? He actually did a lot of good things in Houston, too. Not enough, but uh, he's not a terrible coach just because he got fired, Mm -hmm. being my point. So I do think it's a player's league, and the Jags are void of players if you look at 16, 17, even 18, when they were ranked pretty high, even though they didn't have the turnover production they did in 17. And now, if you look at this year, they are void of the players in this scheme. But that will be part of the conversation. If you have to have great players to run your scheme – Is it worth having the scheme? Because you're not always going to have a great roster of players. You might have good, but you're not always going to have great. Mm. Go ahead. Give us your thoughts because you're the most important part in this conversation. You know the defense. You've played in these defenses. What do you think about this scheme in Jacksonville? so
1: Tony from Tampa made some fantastic points, and he's absolutely right. We have to remember with Todd Walsh, this defense I believe for two years when he, he's since he's been here, um, finished a think top five and also a top seven showing with his defense, which is pretty um, pretty good. Now one could argue back in 2017 when they were firing all cylinders, the talent that they had, could they have used any kind of defense to be successful? Obviously hindsight's 2020. We'll never know. I mean, I can break this conversation down from a lot of different ways. And without the risk of boring the audience with X's and O's a little bit too much, I'm going to make this extremely simple to everybody. okay? And I'm going to compare it to a team that everyone should know pretty well right now in the NFL. It's a a successful team, a team that went to the Super Bowl last year, and that team is the San Francisco 49ers. Now, they um, they are led by a defensive coordinator on defense named Robert Saba. Obviously has ties to Seattle. Now, people want to say, like, where did this defense come from? Where did it start? Start with Pete Carroll. Start with Pete Carroll probably about 10, 11 years ago, all right, when the implementation of the big end was first introduced. The problem that I have with this defense stems from what made it great to start out with. This defense was designed for one thing primarily. It's to stop the inside run. Because essentially what you're doing is you're you're clogging up the middle and trying to balance everything to the outside, right? Because people were telling you, I mean, if you're trying to stop Derrick Henry, if you're trying to stop you know Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, well, you want to take care of the middle first and then worry about the outside second. The problem with that philosophy, though, and the problem with Pete Carroll's defense now, is that that was ten years ago. Ten years ago, where is the NFL? It was all about the fullback. It was all about smash mouth football, power football. Now we're starting to see a little more stretch. We're starting to see a little more spread kind of offenses. They're trying to stretch the field now. Trying to use speed. Brent, how many teams in the NFL right now use a fullback? Very few. Very few. This defense was put in mind to you know make up for the full to stop the fullback as well to stop those power um, you know those dive type of plays. Well. What it was designed for, you're not really seeing a lot anymore. Now, like I said, I want to compare this to the 49ers. Robert Sala takes over in 2017, defensive coordinator, 49ers. 2017, implements the defense. They finished 24th in NFL team defense. Not that good. Now, one can say once again, they had to rebuild and things like that, so keep that in mind. 2018, they finished 16th. Eh, Bottom half of the league. 2019, they finished 2nd in the league and team defense. Now let's ask ourselves, what happened from 2018 to 2019? Yes, they got some players, things like that. But to me, it was understanding what was going on in San Francisco. And this, to me, is the giant, like, don't get it twisted. I get Shanahan's a fantastic coach, fantastic offense. But to me, this decision right here is what made the 49ers go from mediocre to a championship contending team. They look at themselves and they go, you know what? Our offense right now, they're built for with fullbacks. You know, they have a fullback. They're built for power running. I mean, the 49ers, they live and die by the run, right? And in practice, this defense was going, you know what? We're doing pretty good against this defense. But then when we play the Rams, when we play the Seahawks, We weren't stopping it that much. You know why? Because they don't implement a fullback. You know why? Because they want to stretch the field. And you saw it with Sean McVay. How many times last year, I'm sorry, two years ago, did I break down Sean McVay's offense at that bunch formation where they're trying to spread the field? Mm -hmm. The 49ers realized this, and they understood that, listen. We can't focus so much on stopping the middle. we got to focus on sideline to sideline and stopping all this speed. The NFL is taking over right now with speed. So what do they do? They go after a guy by the name of uh, Joey Bosa. I'm sorry, Nick Bosa. They draft him really early. And now they have a guy by the name of Eric Armstead playing one defensive end and Joey Bosa playing the other defensive end. Both guys are pretty much pass rush special. I mean, they're, they're great defensive ends regardless, but they're known for rushing the passer. Problem was, was... You had to get those guys on the field at the same time because the way this defense was set up was is that Bosa was actually going to sit behind Armstead. And obviously, because you can't have, you know, you have to have a big end on one side and that pass rush on the other side. Well, they didn't want to do that. So in 2018, they switched up the defense to a wide nine. Now, they still had principles of that old Pete Carroll style with the running out in Jacksonville. But they, they switched up to this thing called a wide nine. And essentially, it did one thing. It took the big end out of the equation, and it moved the defensive end to the contained spot. So now instead of worrying about the run, you're worrying about more of the pass on the way to the run. You know, I talk about this all the yeah. time. This is a Jim Schwartz defense, right? And Sala was so committed to doing this defense that he actually kind of poached a couple guys from Detroit who ran this defense with Schwartz and brought him on his coaching staff. Hence the, the, you know, the, the defensive line coach, uh, Chris Kosirik, who I played for at the Senior Bowl and also in Detroit. Fantastic coach. So 2018, they implement this defense, finished second in the league. 2019, finished third in the league. And right now, you know where they're at? I think they're top one or top two defense in the league. Simply because they saw what they had, and they saw what they had to stop. I think this year, more than any other year, the goal was to stop the run. And I think that when you had highlights of Derrick Henry, when you had highlights of Christian McCaffrey, a lot of those runs came up the middle. Let's be honest. Even Christian McCaffrey's run up the middle. So I get what the goal of the Jacksonville Jaguars was to try to do this year. It's to try to stop the run. I'm not saying this year's going to be the year where you gotta go 3-4 defense, got to do this. Because you know what? It makes zero sense right now to transition from a 4-3 defense to a 3-4. That takes time. That takes, you know, going to the, the drawing board. That takes time going yeah, through those too runs. too much retooling. It's way too much retooling right season. now. That's what you need a training camp for. That's what you need OTAs for. You can't do that right now. But if you're asking me, and listen, this this is a million dollar question. How do you fix it right now? Okay, because that's what everyone wants to know. We got to fix it. We got to fire watch. We got to fix it. Listen, I don't have the magic answer of how do you fix it. Who you have on defense right now is who you have on defense right now. You know what I'm saying? You can take the Baltimore Ravens defense, put them in this kind of scheme, and I'm sure they're gonna be successful. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of this has to do um, with you know personnel as well. But if I was going to throw one wrinkle into the mix right now and what I would do to change this defense, I would do exactly what Salah did back, you know, in 2018, 2019 and switch over to a little more wide nine. What is that going to do? It's going to get Chase on on the field a little more. It's going to get Josh Allen, obviously, on the field a whole bunch. And now you're usually, you're basically putting in charge of contain probably your two best players on that defensive line. And I'll sort of the rest. Because right now you're asking guys like, and I'm trying to think who the uh was it Jefferson? Or no, what was the guy's name? The safety or the corner that was supposed to um Henderson. Henderson. Well, Henderson's out right now, but you have a secondary who's extremely young. And you have safeties who are extremely young and inexperienced. And right now I think you're asking a little bit too much of them to come up and say, hey, you gotta contain here. You gotta take on blockers here. It's evident what teams are trying to do right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Even the Tennessee Titans are going out of spread. The Tennessee Titans. We're playing spread. They're not going smash mouth. They're spreading everybody out. This is where the NFL is going right now. So once again, I understand if you're Todd Wash. there's got to be an ego involved. This defense has got you a lot. This defense got you an AFC Championship game a couple years ago. But now we got to understand of where the game is going and the pieces that you have on defense. There's going to be no scheme, no magic thing that fixes
0: it. But I'm just saying, why not just try a wide nine and see where that gets you? Go ahead. Yeah, well, to, to your point, just a couple of points. Uh, one, you have good linebackers right now to help maybe stop that interior run anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you don't have much in the interior, but y- you still have linebackers that can get the job done. So maybe that does help. But also, this puts Chase on and Allen on the field, right? Yeah. Is that Is I mean, that's what the wide nine would do. It would put those would. two guys on the field. Your two most talented players right now on that defensive line would be on the field more often than the same time, just like the 49ers did with Armstead and Nick Bosa.
1: But now, let's be honest. though, so, I think Ch- Chason had 50% of the snaps against Cincinnati, and we didn't really see him a lot. Right? I mean, so yeah, he, yeah, it was late in the game when I saw 45, and I sure. actually
0: was like, who's 45? Oh, yeah, that's Chase Yeah. Him. So, I mean, he,
1: <laughs> he got some pretty good playing time, but he's still learning as well. But my point is, you took him the first round. So you might as well throw him out there, kind of like Josh Allen last year. How many times last year we'd call him for Josh Allen and say, man, where's Josh Allen at? Where's Josh yeah. Allen at? Right? Let so, him learn on the fly. I mean, exactly. listen, he ain't
0: stopping anybody anyway.
1: Exactly. So, listen, I understand ego and tradition and your roots are an important thing. Right, But let's see where that's got us right now. That ego and those roots had Miles Jack play middle linebacker last year. Mm. And we know how that panned out. Miles Jack's playing an all-pro level right now because you know why? You adapted the defense to fit him. You didn't try to fit a square peg in a circle hole. You said, you know what? Miles Jack is fast east to west. Let's put him outside. He's playing we're, like a pro bowler. Yeah. We're going to go after a middle linebacker who can make the calls, get everybody lined up, and let's let Miles Jack be Miles Jack. It took five years, but yeah. To, to me, I'm saying let your defensive ends be defensive
0: ends. Let your safeties be safeties and see what you got there. Yeah. It's an excellent point. I love that illustration. I, and just to, the whole question here, if you're just jumping in, is is this scheme dead? And it... And it to me, that's what I came out of the weekend thinking. Again, the Jags are giving up so many points. They can't stop anybody. And you Listen, they are void of talent. They don't have the talent the San Francisco 49ers have, okay? The yeah. oh, 49ers are beat up, but you, you know my point. I'm looking at the third headline on ESPN.com right now. It says, NFL on record scoring pace through week four. Mm-hmm. Well, I bring it back to last week when we had uh, Monday, the show. I said, does defense even matter anymore? Right. And there are some teams that believe it. San Francisco is one of them. Indianapolis is another one right now. New England is another one right now. But the point being, it's a record pace for offense. You've got to make a few stops in the game and your offense better be damn good enough to keep up. That's my view of the NFL. It's just the way it is right now in this situation. If you are... See, I think this is going to burn Indianapolis sooner or later. They're they're going to give up 30-something points. They better be able to score with them with Phillip Rivers and with their weapons on offense. It could catch up. It's not the time to have this great defense. It's Mm -hmm. not the the era (laughs) to have a great defense. It it isn't. It, It was okay last year, but you know what? For San Francisco, they were very good on defense, but they weren't bad on offense. No, for sure. They could do a lot of things on offense, and I think they have a very good coach on offense, too. So they had a great complement. You know, the Jaguars got to the AFC Championship game in 17 with a great defense. They had an offense that peaked at times and did enough, but that was with a great defense. I don't think you can do that anymore. I I just don't think. I don't think this year in 2020, these defenses... New England did a great job last night on Kansas City. Yeah. Guess what? They didn't win the game because their offense isn't good, especially without Cam Newton. But it didn't get that good anyway. It's not that dynamic without Tom Brady and all the weapons they used to have. Indianapolis is Phillip Rivers too old. Obviously, San Francisco is an interesting story because they're so banged up. They're going to get Jimmy well, Garoppolo that's back. That's the uh, thing,
1: Brent. Like, their defense right now is keeping them 2-2. Two and Because, two.
0: I mean, look at their
1: secondary. Well, that's their the schedule man.
0: might be keeping them 2-2. Two and two. They played the Giants right. and the Jets. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, just no, in right. fairness. you're right. I, mean, no,
1: you're
0: right. Yeah. They, I don't know. We don't know exactly who San Francisco is. But but sure. I love the illustration of it. And and the bottom line is this defense has carried teams to extreme heights. Yeah. This, this philosophy, this scheme, has been very successful. You know, well, Seattle did it for a long time. Obviously, the Atlanta Falcons went to the Super Bowl with it. I know they weren't a defensive-oriented team, but they went to the Super Bowl with it. And then they couldn't hang on to the lead. The Jaguars go to the AFC Championship game. And by the way, that was... The farthest they've been in forever with the strength of that defense. The Chargers have had some success with Gus out there. And San Francisco has the principles of this defense, too. And they go to the Super Bowl last year.
1: See, and I guess here's my final um, conclusion of why I think you should switch it up. Listen, everybody wants to be the defense from whenever the the, the Legion of Boom in Seattle. Like, everybody wants to have that defense. But the problem that people feel to realize is that, yes, it was a lot of the scheme as well. But if you look at those players that they have, like, let me ask you this question real quick. Do you think the Jacksonville Jaguars are more of a physical defense or, or a fast defense right now? A physical. You think they're physical? See, I think the Jaguars are actually more fast than in terms of physicality.
0: Wow, see, I think fast and I think those teams that they had. I think the Telvin Smiths, sure. I think the Ramses and those guys. I think Tayshon Gibson plays fast more yeah. than physical. I think those were playmaking fast defenses. I feel like they've built this to be more uh, less agile guys, more thicker guys along the front, especially sure. to stop the run. So I don't associate it with it. Now, they're very athletic the, on the linebacker spot.
1: Sure, but here, here's my point. You said on the line. All right, if you go back to the Legion of Boom, when they were, you know, had the best defense maybe of all time, you talk about Richard Sherman, you talk about Cam Chancellor, you talk about Bobby Wagner, you talk about Bruce. These were guys that were physical, okay? They had safeties that were like, but like linebackers. And this essentially is the problem. To me, they're a fast team because in the secondary, Name once. I mean, I get it. Wingard plays in an attitude. No, fantastic. Right. you, you don't have, right? That's a good point.
0: But, but, but you're not Cam no Chancellor. There's no physical in their secondary. Exactly.
1: All right? and Nobody's knocking and then, into next week. And then they don't have Jamal Adams either, right? Because there's a reason why Seattle went after Jamal Adams. They're trying to relive those glory days of the Legion and boom. That's why they went after Jamal Adams. Yeah. Simple as that. So my point is, to me at least, that physicality, it's not there right now. To me, you have more speed. And if you have more speed, then why put your safeties um, you know, in the position not to succeed? I always talk about this, Brent. To me, what makes a good coach turn into a legendary coach, a Hall of Fame coach, is when he can take his scheme and say, you know what? I got I to gotta make my players the scheme. I have to see what I have on paper, and I'll make the scheme out of that. You can't make your players fit your scheme. You make your scheme fit the players. Okay. So with that being said, I would try the wide nine. And once again, I understand that it, it's not perfect, right? Because the wide nine, you need a three technique. Do the Jaguars have that right now? Probably not, right? Or, or at least not what I can depend on. So with that being said, there's going to be some question marks. Don't get me wrong. But I would rather have Chase on and Josh Allen on the edge, coming as fast as they can, their great first steps, causing chaos in the backfield, as opposed to one guy having to take on a double team or see, all right, is it going to be run or pass? Forget that, man. Pin your ears back and just go and find out to play the quarterback. There's a reason why people love going to San Francisco. There's a people why people love going to play in Philadelphia because these defenses are fun. If you have a fun defense, you get the free agents. You get the guys on the defense that want to come play for you. And I don't think this defense right now in Jacksonville, they're not having that much fun
0: Real it. quick, could you transition to a wide nine, kind of uh, morph into that a little bit with this current scheme quickly? Is that yes. easy?
1: Yes. I mean, it, nothing's going to be easy.
0: But well, it's I mean, from, an installation
1: yeah, from installation standpoint, yeah, I mean, essentially what you're going to say is, hey, big end, you're at wide nine now. And then all of a sudden, hey, safety, yeah, you got to come down a little bit, help the run, but don't worry so much about it, because we have the ends
0: have contained. Yeah, well... Based on Sunday's performance, it's not like everything they've been teaching them they're getting anyway. I mean, the contain wasn't there at all against the run to begin with. So maybe learning something new wouldn't be that big
1: of a deal. But (laughs) but I'm going to say this. I feel more comfortable with the contain with Josh Allen and Chase on than I do with
0: a a secondary guy. Yeah. Uh, Let's jump on uh, the phone lines real quick. Steven, get him in before the break. Uh, What's up, man? Thanks for calling in.
3: Hey, not too much. How about you guys? We're good. What you got quick? We got to go to break. Oh, okay. Uh, my opinion was what, uh, the guy before me called said, uh, yes, it's also the players, but I also agree that it's also the scheme. Bit of column A, bit of column B. Uh, the reason is, uh, you know, uh, Austin said it around the draft time, Chase on more outside linebacker than defensive end. Wash has his hand in the dirt when he should be standing up. I believe Josh Allen should be standing up. So I think the wide nine or even the three four would be more. I guess common sense, because I agree, I see more speed than physical right now.
0: All right, Steve, appreciate the call, man. I think, you know, listen, I think that's a great case to make. These guys, especially those two guys, are 3-4 kind of guys. That's why we've been asking for the last year and a half, are they shifting to a 3-4? Are they going to show some of these signs of 3-4? I think the one defense of the Jaguars, and it's hard to do this, and nobody wants to hear this, but there were two... Two things that happened outside of their control, whatever they were trying to do. And and I think one of them really has an impact. But they had Al Woods and they had Rodney Gunter. Yeah. And Gunter really probably, because of his situation and well, his condition yeah. and taking him out of there, certainly may have impacted some performance on the field. you got to believe they would be better with him on the field.
1: It was a huge impact. When we're breaking on the defensive line, I said that Rodney Gunter going into the season would be the most important player on this defensive line. They lose him, and now it is what it is here. Like I said, I mean, I, I don't I don't have a magic pill to say, hey, you know what, just take this, you're going to be fine. And I don't have a magic scheme either, because at the
0: end of the day, you can run a wide nine, but how's your interior going to be? Probably so not that good. Yeah. In golf, we say thin to win. If you hit it thin, sometimes you can you can win with a, a thin shot. Yeah. In the NFL, on your depth chart, thin doesn't win. <laughs> not here in Jacksonville. <laughs> no, man, not at all. And they're thin on the depth chart, because yeah. once Gunter goes down, you really don't have that much. I think they've been able to fill in Woods. A little bit more because I got Avery Jones and Devon Hamilton, and Hamilton from Maroons at least starts playing pretty well, starting to come around pretty nicely uh, for the Jags. Uh, More talk about the Jags. Jason Fitz joins us at four, uh, and we'll update you on the Major League Baseball playoffs, a little NBA later on in the show too. It's all in the way on a Tuesday, ESPN six nine.
4: You know, we wound up taking the football, you know, in a game and we go there we throw an interception, you know, an interception of, uh, you know, the guy just pops the ball up in the air and, and we throw an interception and the defense comes on and does a good start. So, you know, I think, you know, the second half we come out and we don't really start fast, you know, and, and that's where we wanted to do a good job. I think the whole goal is to go ahead for, you know, four quarters and, and really do a good job and trying to put a full game together. I think that's what our goal is. <laughs> that would
0: be a good idea. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes, I mean, what are you supposed to say as a coach? I, I'm not, I, all due respect to Doug, I mean, what's he supposed hey, to say? Yeah, that's why,
1: that's why I'm not a coach, Brett.
0: I thought it was funny right there because he chuckles when he said, yeah, we won the coin toss and we took the ball. And yeah. he kind of chuckled like, and we threw an interception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you guys want from me? I, I hear you out there. I hear everybody. I think the goal is to play well for four quarters. Yes, it is. Last time I checked.
2: Well, that's <laughs> better than I the checked. coin flip, right?
0: Last time I checked. Uh, hey, if you want to put a lot of stake in the coin flip? Go ahead and put some stake in the coin flip. I At least he got that out of the system, right? We can't ask that anymore. Right? We, we, like, he did it.
3: He did it. <laughs> oh, they failed. No, they, they failed. They took it. Know. Yeah, it, no. Now, listen.
0: The good news about that, they did not give up a dr- drive on the opening possession. So the coin flip war. Stop. <laughs> the coin stop, flip Stop. Stop, and with Brent, stop. with this going into I halftime. You got to stop with this. I told you last week if we
1: keep on talking about this, I'm going to walk off the show. Because so, we're putting so much emphasis
0: on the most random play of football. But the, the, my point the, being, it's not even a play. But my, uh, okay, can, my, my point out. is, uh, I don't think we'll even ask about it anymore. Yeah. So now we have moved on. It's like, did you drink enough Gatorade at halftime? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Why did you give up 17 points coming yeah. out of the third quarter? For sure, that will be the new thing. Yeah. The Jags you watch, Houston, they'll lead 14 to 10. Yeah. Third quarter, they'll give up <laughs> 17 points again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll lose. And so now the next phase of questioning, the next trend will be, uh, Doug, what are you guys doing at halftime? Who, like, why can't you guys do it? This realist, in quarter? Brent, that we're talking, do it happen to sunshine and rainbows, Brent? What happened to that guy? I got a weird feeling about this game Sunday. Actually. Seriously? Yeah. How? Like I'm It's starting to go good for the Jaguars? It's starting to kind of... Oh, it's not going to happen because of COVID-19. What, what, what kind of weird feeling do you have? It's building in my mind. Okay. The Jags are going to play pretty well. Oh, wow. And you know the Texans are going to be
1: motivated because of Romeo Cornell? Did you see J.J. Watt? J.J. Watt's posting cryptic tweets. J.J. J. Watt you see was him? I'm crying t- I'm snitching, but, but you see him posting a cryptic tweet?
0: J.J. J. Watt's not even good anymore.
1: I'm snitching on J.J. J. Watt right now. Hold up, though well, have you seen his photo today? That dude's posting cryptic. T- of all people, that post cryptic tweets. Still on Jan's page. Still on Jan's page, man. The the the, the glorified JJ. Check this out. Look at this. No no caption. The sun rising <laughs> in the stadium. JJ Watt. It's a new day. That's Grant what that to means. Bill what that gets mean fired. to That
0: means it's a new day.
1: It means it's gonna be a great day. That's what it means to me. It means it's a sunshiny day, beautiful skies. Because my head coaches got fired. Yeah. JJ Watt's on the cryptic bandwagon. He is. No one can stay
0: safe. Hey, Kuz, uh, we didn't ask you this yesterday. How did the – did we talk about this yesterday? We did off-camera. Off-air. Off-air. How did the cake eating go? Did did you pick – what kind of cake you're going to have at your wedding? Cheesecake? It's
2: going to be – what's that?
0: Is it going to be cheesecake? Nobody has cheesecake at their
2: wedding. It would be nice, but uh, we have to do five layers, which seems aggressive, and (laughs) it's going to be –
1: what? <laughs> you guys making a taco dip? What do you mean five
2: layers? That's what
0: they told me. It has to be a five-tier cake. Is there a little raspberry oh, okay. filling in there or something? Ooh, raspberry.
2: No raspberry filling. It's going to be red velvet with oh. um um espresso cream whatever. Red velvet's so overrated. Like coffee. And I don't like coffee. Yeah. Overrated. No, no, no. You'll like this. Hair. I promise. It's the least sugary of all the options that we had.
1: <laughs> hey. It's not no sugar, November. It's no. So I don't care.
0: Yeah, we, we don't care about sugar.
1: I don't like care cake.
0: So we're talking red velvet and a coffee. You, you, yeah. you have a coffee cake. The food testing is fun when you're getting married, though. The so real food was what great. What are you doing? You go and, uh, you, would you advise steak, chicken, or
2: the mahi fish. mahi? Yep. Um, I'm going steak. Yeah. The mahi mahi was great. I just, because I have to, at that point, kiss my wife who's allergic to seafood, I can't go mahi <laughs> mahi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> These are the things you have to think about. Oh man, that would be a disaster. To to seafood though,
1: I feel bad for. Her. One my, my, my best friend is allergic to seafood as well. Yeah, it's a
0: bummer. My sister is. Uh, what, what do they call that? Shellfish, right? Yeah, Aller- yeah. Allerg- yeah. Allergy? She had allergy too? Yeah. Dang. No fun. Mm- not us, man. Hey, you can't be from like New England and hey, be allergic I mean, to shellfish. I mean,
1: we live in Florida, so like, welcome to the show. You know <laughs> what I'm saying?
0: You better find a way. All right, Jason Fitz coming up next here on uh, Action Sports on ESPN Six Nine.